dangerously close. I'm going to mispronounce some things in this. I'm going to, you know, I might ask your help a couple of times, but yeah, sure. we'll get I'll to go. it. Oh, cause no, cause we're going to add some, some stuff. So okay. most people, most people think this podcast is just me. Like, you know, that's kind of, it gets the impression. It is often, yeah. but there are a couple of other behind the scenes people. There's co-producer Colleen who today uh, created most of what this interview is. And then there's co-producer Bill who he does Foley effects, sound effects, things that don't end up in a lot of the episodes, but they will in this one. All right. All right. Thanks, co-producer Bill and Colleen, of course, for, for putting Doug in a spot where he's going to have I know. The thing is, I I did another interview this morning. I was all just like, just calm. I was like, yo, sub, blah, blah, blah. And then now, like, with you, I'm like, my heart's racing. <laughs> no, for, no worries. No worries. My guest today is... Elizabeth Seda. Did I say that right? You did? I did it. Well done. Voice artist and actress Elizabeth Seda combines a soft maturity and jovial sarcasm as the voice of the central character Riley Poverly in the new video game sequel Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals. Currently, Seda can be heard as the historical aviation pioneer Amelia Earhart in the recently released time-traveling VR game Wanderer. As Loeb in the first-person shooter VR game Aspire 2, Stealth Operatives, and as the main antagonist, Illy? Illy? It's Ellie, I believe. Yeah. Ellie? Ellie, yeah. Ellie. Ellie Sophia in the upcoming Quantum Terror. Oh, oh Quantum Error. Quantum Damn. Error, yeah. yeah. How, how ironic that I uh, erroneously said the yeah. title. <laughs> it's On. okay. I don't actually know what it's about, so. <laughs> on camera, Seda has appeared in over 70 features, shorts, and web series. Most recently in the Lifetime thriller, is this French? The au pair? The au pair, yeah. The, okay. Yeah. French words. The, o, the, o, the au pair nightmare. She can, be seen, she can be seen delivering big laughs throughout Los Angeles, performing improv monthly with her troupe, mostly organic. And also creates her own comedic content for her YouTube channel. I pronounced YouTube correct. I got one. All right. Hey, one for 12. Here we go. No, I'm kidding. Since building her own voiceover company, Elizabeth Seda Voiceover. Seda has amassed thousands of credits. She can be heard in commercials for brands such as Disney Plus, Aetna, Hyundai, Google Fiber, as well as content for mega companies, PayPal, Facebook, AAA, Anthem, and Mercedes-Benz, to name a few. I have used almost all of those. I drive a Hyundai, but all I would, right. I would yeah. like to drive a Mercedes-Benz. That would be pretty <laughs> slick. <laughs> but a Hyundai is way more reliable, let's face it. So you're, oh, you're on the right I, Honestly, I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's probably like my favorite car I've ever owned. Yeah. I got this uh, mechanic like down the street from my house. His name is Gustavo. Shout out Gustavo, but he's a, he's a secret. I don't want people to know about him because he's so, oh, yeah. he's like, yeah. he, he won't rip you off. Yeah. He's like, he's so dope. And like, Oh my God. Yeah. We do have to do like a lot of like, I, I like to believe I can speak Spanish, but like, you know, it's just cool. Cause he's like real chill with me. Cause I go in there and I try, like, I just go in there trying to do it. And he's just like, whatever, man, just point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's a gift though. Like I, I'm the same way with like a handyman. Like I finally found like my go-to handyman who fixes yeah. everything and he's amazing. And I'm like, I don't want anyone to know about TJ. Shout out TJ. Um, yeah, I think it's like, it's a gift. <laughs> never yeah. let never let him go. 
But in reality, TJ and Gustavo must be secret. Yeah. Keep them, keep them secret. Keep them safe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, on your IMDb, it says you're originally from Nashville. Did you know, did Tammy let you know that this is a Nashville based podcast? Did you know that? No, I did. Uh, wait, uh, if she did, it was very, it was like initially. So this was probably like several, several weeks ago, whenever we set this up. So I, I think I, I think I knew that. I think I did know that. Um, I was born there. I, I didn't grow up there. I just want to be, I, I do not want to take credit. Um, okay. It's not due. But yeah, I was born there. My parents were there for like a year and a half and then moved to Jersey. Do you ever visit? Do you ever come back here? No, no. I've never been back since the age of one and a half. And I'm dying to come visit. Uh, it's just, I don't know how it hasn't happened. I'm 39 years old and it hasn't happened. If things so. go well today with our um, spoiler alert, with some of the uh, improv we might do, maybe when you're in town, we'll set yeah, up a little yeah. little bit of a show. Because I I've been thinking about getting on getting on the stage, doing a couple of things. I got the connections. I just don't have necessarily the material. I don't have the material, first of all. <laughs> 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 and then additionally, uh, what is that? You know, what's it called? Like the inertia, you know, to get yeah. my ass out there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The motivation. I know. It's like, it, yeah, that's me in stand-up. I'm like, ooh, I kind of want to get back into stand-up. And then it's like, ah. Like I've been writing stuff, but I'm like, I don't know. It's just not right. It doesn't feel like it's the right time. So I, I get it. I know. And you overthink it and then you don't do it. And it's annoying and frustrating. <laughs> I'm in a little bit of a spot right there. So like right now, so people think I do stand up because of this podcast. Like yeah. I actually was, I was offered a paid gig and I was like, um, I don't have a set. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I could just go try to tell stories, but I was like, it was at a festival and I was like, I don't want to go bomb yeah. in front of a, like a, a crowd, like a like that paid to be there. So, yeah. yeah, but you know, maybe I should have, who knows, man, like, uh, yeah. maybe you no, should say, I, I think you're, I think you're right. I'm with you. I, it's sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just, you, I feel oh, no. like people underestimate like stand up and they just, just go up and just shoot the shit. And it's like, n nobody, it's a, you have to hone it and like <laughs> the rehearse thing. And I, I don't know, like open mics, it's like a catch 22. You don't want to go to an open mic and practice stuff because that it ends up just being like a giant therapy session where people just bombing. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's like no pressure. So yeah, I get, I get it. It's a catch 22. Yeah. And that's the thing people, people think too. They're like, Oh well, I'm funny uh, around my friends, yeah, so exactly. I so I am a stand up comedian because uh, when I kick it with my friends, they laugh, and yeah. it's like it's a different ball game uh, doing it on totally. stage because you're alone yeah. and those aren't your friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. I honestly, I think I think probably the funniest people, the funniest people, are the quietest people. Like, in I don't know, in my extensive experience it's just like yeah you're a, you're a sniper from the side you know i didn't I had no idea they don't go around like being funny um usually those people are the ones you need to look out for i can <laughs> yeah i can often agree with that yeah um not always true the, that's like sweeping generalizations but yeah yeah like uh an exception that uh proves the, like, like just you made me think of this i've told the story before and i need to stop retelling the story but it's a cherished memory and it's the time i, I met jim jeffries who was probably like one of my favorite stand-up comedians and like i didn't meet him like in a like a, at a party i just i met him at his own show and yeah. um i went up to him and i was nervous because i really admire him and he's like that's like the, you know if that was what i if i wanted to be a stand-up comedian i would want to be like him that's because mm -hmm. he's so just like 
yeah, he's comfortable and funny and fun and he doesn't, he punches up. He doesn't punch down. I, I like everything about him. So yeah. when I met him, I was like, I think I, mean, I was just saying like, I was so being so lame. I was like, I think I called him Mr. Jeffries. I was like, <laughs> hello, Mr. Jeffries. But uh, he called me a cunt, which I know, Whoa. but that that's yeah. a term, that's a term of endearment in Australia. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that, that is true. That is true. Yeah. He actually, um, he, call, he called me a big dumb cunt. He didn't, he oh didn't. My God, so I was back there and I was like, I, I was like, I was like, Hey, Mr. Jeffries, man, I, I was really enjoying the show out there. I was like, you know, I was backstage kind of kicking it a little bit, clearly just being like, just, you know, a grown ass man acting like a child meeting yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah. And he was like, ah, oh, come over here, you big dumb cunt. And, uh, and he gave you a big old hug. Uh, <laughs> Fortunately, a photo was snapped, and yeah. I do have a, a cherished photo of yes. me of me hugging him like the way like a kindergartner would hug like their their teacher. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I'm so glad it was documented. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. I know. Yeah, and and like I'm glad it met your expectations. Like I've never, uh, I've no, I've never met like a celebrity, you know, hero. Like basically, the boss Bruce Springsteen is like my ah, um, total cliche. I'm from New Jersey. Um, and I, I think I would just die, you know, on the spot. But yeah, <laughs> like you never, you, you know, like I've, when I, sorry, small sidebar. When I first moved to LA, I worked as an extra. This was like 18 years ago. And it was awful, awful, awful. But you are on set with celebrities. And I just remember just being so disappointed so many times, like, wow, they're a fucking asshole. Um, <laughs> or, you know, just not not at all what you would expect and it's like oh i loved your work before but not anymore. um yeah. so yeah anyway i'm glad that that worked out for you <laughs> and, and not to say something negative about steve-o but that's another person like that I, you know i grew up just loving jackass and i love it to this day of course yeah yeah and yeah. uh you know steve-o yelled at me when i met him uh he chastised me oh. and well that here's the thing and i don't want to i want to get back in i want to talk about you i'm sorry i'm telling you these fucking <laughs> no. anecdotes but, no, I love it. This is my. <laughs> we just do this the whole time. It's fine. <laughs> so I, I met Steve Hill over here on Eighth Avenue in Nashville, and um, I had been drinking, and you know he's very like super, you know, sober and very serious about that, and that's not yeah. what he chastised me about. But uh, as a teenager, I started smoking cigarettes because I thought it was really cool, and it's not my fault. Joe Camel was a really effective, uh, like, yeah. ad campaign. And then, like, you know, I, later on in life, I, like, kind of quit, you know, I basically, I don't smoke in general. I don't, like, you know, wake up and smoke a cigarette. I don't smoke a cigarette most days of my life. But there's a certain number of beers that I can have. And then once I've yeah. passed that threshold, yeah. I am a smoker. And that's just all there is to it. And yeah. Steve-O was not uh, happy about it. And uh, it was weird because I think he was trying to be cool because there's a lot of people there. And I think he wasn't trying to make me feel like a piece of shit. But I mean, I was the only person smoking and he kind of looked up kind of around and he's like, he's like, whoever's smoking, can you please put your cigarette out? <laughs> and I was like, okay, Steve, I thought you were cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah. As we're, as we're criticizing um, people either named or unnamed, it's like, it's still, it, yeah. Separating the art from the artists. It's, artist is important. Um, I will, I will say that, but sometimes it's, it's just hard. It's like, I got yelled at. Oh, I can't, I can't forget that. I can't unremember that. So. Do you know oh, what well. I feel like I just did that super lame. I feel like I just name dropped. Uh, let me just uh, backpedal one second. I don't huh. know Jim Jeffries or Steve-O. I 
literally like okay. <laughs> if people are trying to get, trying to like think that I'm giving the impression that these are people that I kick it with, no, there's people that I spoke to for a few minutes like once a long time ago. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> that's that's what I thought. I wasn't I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> um, but let's talk about uh, let's talk about some games a little bit because you were doing all this voice acting and all these new games and. I was kind of curious, like, how did you get into the voice acting for video games specifically? Like, how did that, like, you transition into that, or was that where you started? Yeah, I, gosh, I mean, I feel like it, it kind of happened, like, the same way I kind of got into voiceover, kind of by accident. Like, I, you know, just kind of started doing it, and then, um, you know, through, like, online castings and stuff like that, I would audition, um, I had an agent for a short period of time, um, and then I didn't for a while. So I was kind of like sourcing my own stuff. Um, and now I have an agent again. So I'm yeah, kind of back to that. But like I, yeah, I, I would just audition for anything and everything. Like even in like a day one of voice acting, I think I was like looking on Craigslist and like all these like ra random places. And then I kind of joined the online casting sites that sort of came into popularity um, when I was starting my career. And there was tons of opportunities for just small, you know, app-based games, PC games, um, some bigger games. And cool. um, yeah, and then and then from there, I just kind of got my feet wet and and it's a little momentum. And, um, you know, I guess the rest is history, sort of. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're inspiring me because, you know, actually, this is uh, something that I'd love to do. Like, I don't know that this qualifies as voice acting, the fact that I podcast, but I use my voice. Yeah. And I'm, I don't know. I'm not acting though. So shit. Anyway. Well, no, but I mean, <laughs> just another brief sidebar. I mean, a lot of voice acting is just being yourself. I mean, that really is like 99% of it. And then some of it is character work, but like, like you were, you were saying like character voice mentioned character voices before uh, we were, formally recording here and it's like again 90 percent of my work is me you know it really yeah. is um there's a couple like piper from brawl stars things like that that are just like nutty and off the wall but you know whether you're doing a commercial or a corporate thing or a video game a lot of times it's just you so if you're good at just being yourself you know and you know your way around a mic and a daw as you suggested uh you're already like way ahead of the game quite honestly just did you way. uh you like did Second City, right? Um, I did for a short time in in Chicago. Uh, so I went to college in Chicago and got out and uh, just kind of was like, oh, improv, you know, this is fun. Where do I go? Second City, of course, it's famous. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, so I um, I basically I did a um, so people who don't know, like Second City, Groundlings, all those uh, schools, they tend to have these like tiered programs. Um, that you kind of get into and then you keep leveling up, leveling up, leveling up. And I kind of didn't want to do that. And I did a specifically an improv for actors class, which I don't know if that still exists. Although Second City Chicago is also a little scandal ridden lately. So I, oh, I had I no idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Spill, it, the tea, spill the tea. Spill the tea. Or you don't uh, have to. You don't yeah, have to. Yeah, no, no. I mean, there was a lot of like um, just uh, stuff about like discrimination and and just us i think sexual harassment i, I don't want to oh uh, yeah i want to speak for it like but yeah the i guess i guess the founder but again i uh look it up guys google it um yeah. but yeah it's 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 had some issues um but anyway uh yeah so i specifically went into an improv for actors program because i just wanted to like 
I didn't want to necessarily just do like improv games, um, you know, like zip, zap, zop. Yeah. <laughs> I hate zip, zap, zop. I don't even know what that is, but it made me laugh. Don't worry. It's, <laughs> it's stupid. Um, and uh, like, I'm like, I want practical, like, yet, like, yes, and how do we build on that? Like, yeah. you know, because as an actor, you're, you're, you're having a conversation, you know, all the time. And so um, that was really what I wanted to dig into. So long story short, that's, that's specifically the track I did. So I, I, for like a year, so I wasn't, I wasn't in it for a while. And then I was like, I just want to perform and be in a troupe. And if it, anything comes of it, cool. If not, this is fun. I don't care. So that's, again, the rest is history. I've always just kind of been in groups ever since. So, so that's, that's uh, awesome. I feel like pretty soon we're going to move into like, uh, into the creative stuff, but I, I'm just yeah. curious just for fun. Uh, before we do, let's, let's, let's do some corporate, uh, just like how it works. All right. Imagine I, okay. I, I'm going to, oh, I'll imagine that I just, uh, scratched off a lottery ticket and I'm balling and I can, I could probably go to CarMax or some other kind of used car place and get a Mercedes yeah. Benz, you know, maybe not a new one, but I could get one. Um, yeah. will you do a, a, like slang a Mercedes Benz to me, like on the radio? <laughs> uh, okay. I, I don't even know model numbers. Um, I'm just curious to hear how you, how you do your voice for that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, the new SL 500 AMG. No. <laughs> I'm sold. I want the new SL 500 AMG. Does it have a 500 horsepower? <laughs> it has a 500 horsepower and it's only $4 billion down payment. Wow. Can I try? Can I try? I want to try one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> have you seen the movie Dunkirk? The airplane that Tom Hardy drives is a Mercedes Benz. You can be like Tom Hardy if you get a Mercedes Benz. I fucked that up. I just, no, stupid, no, I, stupid, stupid. <laughs> you know, no, that was great. Um, it's hard to compete with with because John Hamm has been the voice of Mercedes Benz for like ever, and uh, he he's really good. I, he's, I didn't he's know really, that. Yeah, he's been doing I, it for like five or six years. I think I'm like good on you, John. I know you need the money. He's in a TV show that I really like called Good Omens. Or Good Omens. Have you heard of that? Oh yeah, I watched. I remember watching the pilot and maybe a couple episodes after that. And like I, I because I love the cast. Um, and I just didn't. I don't know. I didn't. I couldn't stick with it. I don't. I don't really remember why. But this, yeah, this was probably like three years ago. Oh yeah, um, you know what? For me, it's like I'm an I'm like a Neil Gaiman uh stan uh -huh. or whatever. So it's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. It's like if Neil Gaiman is involved, I'm yeah, on board. So yeah. whatever, man. Oh yeah, no, that's yeah for sure. Some people you're like, I will watch anything, anything you do. There's an, inter an interesting thing. So I, I was, uh, I don't recall where I was uh, listening to this interview with uh, Neil Gaiman, but you know Terry Pratchett co-wrote that with him when they wrote the book, and Terry Pratchett was so like just a stickler. And then mm -hmm. on Terry Pratchett's deathbed, he told Neil Gaiman because they'd been you know discussing making a movie or a TV show forever, and yeah. Terry Pratchett was just always like, no, no, we're not doing this. And then when he was, you know, when he knew he was going to die, he was like, Neil, just fucking do the do the show. Like, do it however you want. He's like, this yeah. is what I want. And I was like, that's a pretty uh, amazing like way for that show to get. And oh, yeah, send off and yeah. And and whatever. Uh, and conception. Yeah. The literal. Yeah. Show conception. <laughs> that was kind of a somber note. <laughs> no, but it's also it's like, no, I mean, it's uplifting, though. You know, it's like I'm giving you my blessing. I'm going to a hopefully better place or whatever and uh, make a make a show. <laughs> do you do you. I love that.
I think that's, I think it's inspiring. Okay. Let's okay. Okay. Seriously. I know that we have things to get to, but, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. We just did Mercedes Benz. I think we, I think we both did an okay job because I called out the fact that, uh, let's do a uh, Hyundai because like, I feel like, you know, you got to work a little bit harder to make someone want to buy a Hyundai other, yeah. than, ju- other than just saying it's affordable. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's say that I am uh, middle-class and you're yeah. slinging me a Hyundai too. All right. Swing into summer sales events at all your local Hyundai dealers. Now <laughs> need a script. I need a script, but it's, it's yeah, that, uh, uh, you get uh, happier. You get happier. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's upbeat and, and family friendly and, um, you know, girl, girl next door, you know, we're, we're slinging Hyundais, Hyundai, Hyundai. Um, actually I did a Hyundai commercial with Larry King, uh, back in Whoa. like 2000, 14 or it was almost 10 years ago um and it was for south korea uh specifically and it was the most bizarre like weird commercial ever but it was so fun <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and yeah so that was that's my hyundai story hyundai story but i remember them being like it's hyundai 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 not hyundai hyundai, hyundai. like how how yeah. in, in that song by beck uh deborah he's like i said lady step inside my hyundai I said, lady, step inside my Hyundai. I don't don't know that one. (laughs) Oh, when when you get a chance, look up uh, Deborah by Beck. It's a. Okay. You know, and I remember that with the year that it was, this is so, it was in the 2000s when it came out, Rolling Stone gave uh, Beck the best Prince album of the year for making that particular album because it is. He just, I think, just channeled Prince. Yeah. So I, I guess, like, I don't know if you would like to add a visual component to this. If that's how, you, if you, if you ever think about like sound is is visual, but like, it sounds to me like when you do like the Mercedes, it's like, uh, it's like the like a blue filter, you know, like a, like a blue Instagram yeah. filter. It's like, yeah, drive a fucking Mercedes, and you're gonna yeah. be yeah. cool and rich. And Hyundai yeah. is like, uh, one of like the, it's like put it on vivid. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. come it's on fun. down and get a Hyundai and yeah. you'll be able to yeah. drive your kids to school and go to work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think, yeah, you don't see like Hyundai. I don't necessarily think of like um like uh, those hard sell ads like, come on down where we have 0% APR. <laughs> like that's like, whoo, OK, um, that's like local, local, local. Um, but it's definitely like, um, you know, summer sales event and, uh, you know, giant smile and it's bright and bold and we're going to the beach and you can get sand in your Hyundai and nobody fucking cares. It's great. <laughs> yeah. If you get a single kernel of sand in my Mercedes Benz, I will kill you. <laughs> Yeah, the Mercedes is it's like here and it's very curious. Yes. Oh, would you very, like to buy yeah. a Mercedes Benz? Yeah, and I don't have to try. I'm just yeah. here and I'm telling you that you want to buy this car yeah, look, because it's German engineering at its finest. I just want you to know that it was the uh plane in Dunkirk. But yeah. you know, make your own decision, you know. Yeah. But if you're rich, you should do this. Yeah. That you don't you don't exert energy if you have a Mercedes. So it's just here and I'm just being. And yeah, it's Tom Hardy drives it. <laughs> John Ham drives it. Um, they fly it, whatever. It's and it's yeah, it's we're not just in cars, we're in planes too. So and I feel like planes. actually, so if, if we're like marketing towards men, there's two types of like man that most men would like to be. They would either like to be a John Ham yep. or a Tom Hardy. 
And yes. those are probably like the two types you would most like to be. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, I do feel like it's kind of a, a fine line. I mean, yeah. Like what, what do you define as like not hyper masculinity and not alpha, like, yeah, just what is, what would you, what do you think when, or see when you think masculinity and it's like, yeah, there's the guy who's just like, like Tom Hardy's like beefy, strong and grr and grit. And John Hamm is the polished and the trim and the composed, but both are strong strong masculine i guess yes figures so yeah i i think i think you're i think you're right i'm gonna go ahead and say yeah I, I, hope I hope i'm not talking outside of school right now but i'm gonna go ahead and say that i feel like that just in the past couple of minutes we've probably uh provided more voice acting like knowledge insider stuff than like any master class you might take or even like something you might yeah. uh, like, like a school you might go and, and so uh, you're welcome, everyone who might be yeah. wanting to pursue a, a future in selling cars. Yeah, or, <laughs> or voiceover. All free, all free. I want to say, I feel like, you know, uh, that was the meat and potatoes. And <laughs> now it's time for something a little more flashy. Uh, mm. And this is what I was nervous about, but I feel like about this is about as common collective as I'm going to get. So let me explain to you what co-producer Colleen has provided for us today. Um, it's a game. And as you can see, I have no control over this. These are little glass bowls with little pieces of paper ripped off inside of them. Yeah. Um, I got three. So, uh, I got these two as well. Okay. Um, and co-producer Bill is not here, but what will happen at the end of this recording is I will send this to him and he will add in Foley effects, music, (laughs) like everything we need to make it sound as though we really did appear in a video game. Uh, as the characters, whichever video game it may be. Yeah. Uh, my understanding of what we're doing here is I will be at random drawing one of your characters that you have performed in a game. Mm-hmm. I'll be drawing a actor, uh, which we have already learned uh, from the past that <clears throat> I can't do a lot of actors as impressions. So I think co-producer Colleen like really does a good job of like, guessing what I might be able to do based on uh-huh. movies that I like to watch. Okay. Uh, turns out I cannot do Mark Wahlberg. I or or at least not on the spot. We we did that a while ago with some uh actresses and uh my Mark Wahlberg was atrocious. But they were very kind. They were like, oh I felt like I was in the same room with him. <laughs> I, think, I think what I did is I forgot to do the uh I forgot to do the Boston accent. Yeah. And, was, yeah. and I was focusing heavily on the like how he has no bass in his voice usually. And he's kind of like, hi, oh, I'm Mark, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Mark, I'm Mark Wahlberg. And I, and I overdid that. And I uh, yeah. I'll probably do that again today. Um, what I'm going to do is I'll draw a character for you, a character for me, and then I will draw a video game scenario. Okay. And from this there, okay. yeah, it's layered. And then, and yeah. then uh, yeah, I'll send this to Bill. He'll uh, slang it together with the Foley effects and the music. And then, It'll be magic. So oh, I'm actually very excited. This is actually one of my favorite things ever that we do on here. So, oh, I love it. Awesome. Okay. This is like only like the third time we've done this. So it's actually pretty cool. So, okay. Third time's a charm. All right. Co producer Bill, we are counting on your magician skills. <laughs> we are. I, I, okay. cer- I certainly am. I, when, when your publicist was talking to me, I was like, this is what I want. I want to do this. All right. Should we, do you want to pick uh, your character, my character, or the scenario first? Um, let's do, uh, uh, okay. I'll put myself on the spot. 
Uh, yeah, I'll just do it because I feel okay. like. Um, can, can you read this? It says, uh, "Where's the camera?" Uh, you can't read it anyway. It says Elizabeth's video game characters. So okay. Go oh, pull... oh man. Okay. Yeah. Let's do. Let's do that first. Let's pull one. I'm excited. I've been like looking forward to this all day, honestly. Okay. okay. Um, no you will be performing Loeb. Okay. From. Okay. This is actually all handwritten on little pieces of paper. Okay. <laughs> Stealth operations. What is the first word here before the colon? Uh oh my a, god. A Hold spin, on. A spines? Oh, oh, aspire. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a Z. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. You're, That's you're, okay. Yeah. Okay. You're, you're playing, you're playing Loeb from Aspire Stealth Operations. Uh just for some quick background. Who is Loeb? What is stealth operations? Um Loeb is the uh, antagonist, so she's a villain. Um, and it's a it's like a tactical, um, yeah, tactical game, um, shooter action. Um, yeah, that's that's all I know about it because <laughs> I limited information when I actually record. <laughs> so yeah, kind of like uh, what's a, that? What's that one that everyone plays? Uh, the, the Call of Duty, like yeah. just shooting yeah. people. It, it's that it's that vibe yes all right should should i just pick my character next we just do that next yeah yeah okay. please ian mcclellan uh Ooh. you might know him as gandalf or magneto or if you're fancy you might know him as like something from um like broadway okay <laughs> and uh video game scenario <clears throat> I hope you're willing to like carry this a little bit for me because I'll do my I'll, I'm going to do my very best. I yes. hope I don't hope I don't freeze up. Oh, Red Dead Redemption and the uh, thing that's happening is a saloon fight. Are you are you familiar with what Red Dead Redemption is? Yes, yes, I, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah Western and um, <laughs> has a really good soundtrack. I remember that. <laughs> OK, do you, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first? You go first. Now I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> uh, how does he go? Hello, little Loeb. Uh, I am on time. For a wizard is never late. He always arrives precisely when he means to. Let's do a saloon fight. Listen, McKellen. You may think you have the upper hand just because you're wizardy and magic. But I have a gun. Don't ever underestimate me. Let's draw. I might have to also remind you that I have the powers of magnets because I'm also Magneto. So, well, I just pulled your gun away. Damn you, McKellen. <laughs> Listen, just because you're magnetic, I'm actual evil. So again, I repeat, do not underestimate me, McKellen, because I will take you down, or at the very least, rip your stupid wizard cape. <laughs> Let's be friends and drink at the bar. All right, what are you having? Wizard brew with magnets in it. I'll just have a whiskey, thank you. And end scene. Okay, I feel like that went really, really well. <laughs> oh, it was a natural. Oh, it was just, I mean, it, it wrote itself. Um, and we're probably going to have game developers calling us within the next few days after hearing this, being like, you guys, uh, you might want to consider writing your own game. Dude, my phone is already just like, it's on vibrate. It's like, bzz, bzz, yeah, actually, bzz, yeah, bzz, they know. Bzz, bzz, they know. I'm like, <laughs> 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 okay. Um, 
let's just let's well let's keep the formula the same. We're gonna keep drawing from yours first. Cool. <clears throat> okay. Uh ooh. Yeah. Amelia Earhart from Wanderer. Obviously, uh, we all know who Amelia Earhart is, but can you explain like uh what this game is and why you're Amelia Earhart in it? Yeah, it's um this is a a time travel VR game. So um you as the main character get to basically go back in time and meet a lot of um famous people um from Amelia Earhart to I think there's like I think you can meet like Galileo or like there there's some there's some real heavy hitters in there. Um oh, cool. and, yeah, it's a but it's a it's an like an adventure game. Um but you get to time travel in it. That sounds fun. I yeah. that sounds like a game I would like. Yeah, I think I think it. Uh, yes, from what I I have actually not played it. Um, I don't actually usually like to play my own games. Um, but yeah, uh, it's uh from what I've seen the um cutscenes and whatnot, it looks really fun. So recommend. Does it, does it take you out of it? Like if you're like playing the game and then you hear your own voice, does it take you kind of like out of the magic of being like in the like you're in the game and then all of a sudden you hear yourself talk and you're like, ah oh, man, this is this is fake. <laughs> um, I. I don't think it's less, I don't think it's that. I think it's more just, it's weird. And I'm like, oh, is that what I sound like? You know, that kind of thing. It's just more like self-critical, you know? And it's like, I just don't want to, I don't want to give myself, I don't need more, more going on up here. I just need to yeah. do myself, <laughs> not overthink it. Yeah. So I, I just, it's just weird to hear yourself. I think. It's a, it's amazing hearing you say that as a voice actor to go, uh, it's weird hearing yourself talk because <clears throat> A lot of times I don't like to listen to my own podcast because like it does. Yeah. Also, I'm like, is that what I sound like? Yeah. Is that what yeah. I sound like? Yeah. 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 And of course, it's warped in our in our heads. But, you know, yeah. I also I also just I listen to myself all day because I'm constantly editing my work and auditioning and I hear my feedback. Um, So it's just like I, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need to I don't need mm -hmm. to experience more Liz. Um, I, I hear myself enough. Anyway, although I, I will say, uh, although I don't like it, I learned a lot about my speech from doing this because I learned that, uh, especially early on doing this podcast, that I don't speak clearly and that I speak very fast. And there's not, like not much I can yeah. do about it. I still do that, but I'm kind of like, uh, like I'll say a word too fast to be like clear. And yeah. the mo the most I've had to work on it is reading people's uh, bios because yeah. I used to be like. Uh, Elizabeth said, uh, blah, 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 blah. and it's like, what was the point of me reading that? Okay, I yeah. am going. To, ooh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be Hugh Jackman. Oh, okay. Okay, You're Australian. Uh, okay, yeah, he's Australian. Thank you. Yeah. He's Australian. Now I have yeah. a way to do this. Okay, and let's find out what we have next. <clears throat> Grand Theft Auto. Uh, the scenario is ten cop cars coming after you in high speed chase. I'm going to assume we're in the same car. All right, Hugh. Can I just call you Wolverine because it's sexier that way? Let's 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 take the road, take the, the next right, and then um, I don't know. Maybe we should just dip into a police station or something, hide out. Good eye, mate. That's a great idea because I am Wolverine, and that's not a knife. These are me knife pans, and I love wallabies and billabongs. God, that's sexy. You know, I really hope we don't crash because if the airbags deploy, that's going to be a problem with your claw hands. Can, can you actually put them away? They're sort of interrupting the view a little bit. Oh, they're after us. Um, do you think we can fly this thing? Probably. And first of all, check it out. Here's me trick. These aren't my knife because these aren't my knife hands because I pulled my claws back in 
And I'll tell you another thing. The reason I'm so sexy is because I like to cook at the barbie and eat and eat Vegemite. And I also eat dingoes. Does that help? Hugh, I never would have pinned you for such a walking cliche, but you truly are. You don't disappoint. I'm going to drop you off at the next gas station, all right? I'm the greatest showman. If it's all the same to you, can you drop me off at the Great Barrier Reef where my favorite crocodiles live? I'll try, but it's a bit of a drive. All right, then let's put in some cheat codes. Uh, fuck it. In scene. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually pretty happy with that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you covered literally everything, uh, except for Diesel. Da- like, Diesel. 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 I, I, yeah. The thing is, I can't actually do an Australian accent, so I just have, was trying to, like, use only, like, words I know that, because, yep. like, who else is going to go, like, Vegemite? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Those are the keyword. Go go keywords. Have you been to see the Bobby movie? <laughs> Bobby, I know. Uh, yeah, any like uh, Margot Robbie interviews I've seen. Yeah, she's like Bobby, Bobby. Like what? Oh, <laughs> oh, is she, is she British? Oh, sorry. No, I did it wrong. Bobby, Bobby. She's she's Australian. Um, she's Bobby. Australian too. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. Are they all? Did you are? see the Did you see the Tanya Harding movie that she made? Yes, that was phenomenal. That was That's... really good. That is my favorite Margot Robbie movie. So if you haven't yeah. seen it, um, man, I don't, you know, it's a little bit, um, what's the, it's like a little bit controversial because I don't want to say that Tanya Harding is a good person. So yeah. yeah. Use your own discretion. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it definitely portrayed her as a three dimensional, complex person. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It was, it was an interesting watch and she was, she was really good in it. Everybody was really good in it. Well, it's how I learned that she was a good actress because actually, um, uh, because I had seen her in like the Birds of Prey, and um, and I really did not like it. Or and no, no offense or whatever, you know, it's to people that do like it. It was just like when she's like, Mister J, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. This is this is not great. Okay, yeah, it's a little grating. Anyway, yeah, You're, she's doing all right. She just made yeah. like a billion dollars. I think that Margot Robbie does not need me to like Birds of Prey. I think she's gonna be okay. She's gonna be fine. <clears throat> Moving on. Okay. Riley Poverly from Oxen Free 2. This hasn't even come out yet. All right. So who is Riley Poverly and what is Oxen Free 2? Well, um, actually, it did just come out July 12th, but very recently. Um, okay. uh, 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 so Riley Poverly is the protagonist in Oxen Free 2. Um, and she's basically it's a again, sort of an adventure game. Um, there's some supernatural elements in it, and um it's just it's it's a a uh, kind of a, a mystery um, story that you're unraveling, and uh, and you kind of get to go on a, an adventure with your buddy um, Jacob throughout the whole thing. So, um, yeah, it's uh, did that explain it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a coming of age story too, a little bit like a lot of interpersonal stuff, and uh, yeah, that I'll stop there. I wish my brother was here for this because he like he's like a super like gamer dude who's like dope at every game yeah and i have like a, a really old xbox so it's like well by you know today's standards it's, you know it's probably like 10 years 10 old, years old. Oh, yeah okay. and a bit like i mean they're expensive i'm not gonna go buy another you know yeah. thing but like uh so he like sends me like old games he's like well you like this and i'm like hell yeah and then i try it and within like you know 20 30 minutes i'm like I can't play this. It's too hard. I don't like. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. Yeah. I, 
I do have a respect for gamers. Oh shit. Okay. Sorry. You're Riley Poverly. Yeah. Just quick side note that this is not a hard game. It's just a story. It's very simple. Um, so yeah, even I, I play, I did play part of it and it's like, okay, I can, I can do this. There's okay. Like, that, that sounds fun. Like, so yeah. what do you need? What do you need to have to play it? Um, let's see. Uh, well you can do PC, um, phone, PlayStation. Um, actually, I don't know if it's on the, I don't think it's on the Xbox. I think somebody was, I shouldn't know this. Uh, can you play it on the play. laptop? I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you, know what? you can download it from steam. Right. Is that right? Do you do that? that <laughs> Guys, don't don't judge. I, I I'm not a avid gamer either. So I am. Oh, OK, I'm going to be Joe Pesci. Yes. Uh, I, I fucking love Joe Pesci. Um, I hope that yeah. I don't uh, hope if he's listening. Mr. Pesci, sir, I really, really admire you. Uh, but I'm going to have to basically do Joe Pesci from Goodfellas because that's the only strong recollection i have of him that and home alone but i haven't seen home alone since i was a kid and i've seen goodfellas like about a thousand times so okay, okay. <laughs> my um my family's christmas movie is my cousin Vinny. um so i've oh, seen really 70 times so yeah i love that movie so much okay i mean obviously he's very famous but is underrated and oh, yeah. we are okay okay all right we're doing halo uh okay. aliens have just landed on earth i'm not entirely sure if Earth still exists in the Halo universe, but we're going to go ahead and just go with it for gamers yeah. out there. Like, just fucking go with it. Okay. <clears throat> uh, okay. Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci. Look, I mean, look at these fucking aliens. What do, what do they think? They're, they're, these fucking mutts, they think they're going to come down here and, and, and fucking, fucking come to Earth? Joe, you gotta, you've got to relax. Okay. It's, we just, we got a radio. We're going to call for help. We just need to find a, a place to kind of pull over we just we need to calm down okay you're you're very hyped and amped and it's a little unnerving so what i, what I don't see is I, they're gonna come down here and 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 embarrass me in front of my fucking friends no offense but the aliens don't give a shit about you joe okay i know that you were once a, a huge celebrity some may say underrated i'm okay? a goddamn made man i know you are i know okay let look <laughs> I think you need a snack, okay? Let's leave the aliens for now, all right? And we're just gonna jump in the car. Um, wait, what is that? What is that bright light up there? Well, we we better hang on. Yeah, well, oh, you're shorter than I am anyway. Um, yeah, let's let's take cover under under that overpass. Actually, I've got a great idea. I know a house. I've been I've been casing it for weeks. Resurrection, goddamn motherfuckers. <laughs> Joe, again, you're 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 going off the rails, okay? This happy you start speaking gibberish when you get too amped, okay? Calm down. They're just aliens. We, you know, we've seen this before. Let's go hide at Kevin McAllister's house. Good plan. I knew that brain was in there somewhere. And scene. Yeah. Okay, you know that that might have been maybe my most embarrassing celebrity impression yet. Which is sad because I thought I could, you would think that as many times as I've seen Goodfellas that I could be like, I could do Joe Pesci. Mm-hmm, yeah. all, all I could think of was him going, you fucking mutt, which is, which is hilarious. And I, yeah. and, and it's such a weird insult. Like it's something you would never use. Like he's like, he's like, he's like a serious gangster who like yeah. murders people. Yeah. And his like thing is like calling people a mutt, which is like, first of all, my dog's a mutt and I love yeah. her and cherish 
her more yes. than anything. So I don't I get it. Yeah. Okay. There's yeah. one, there's one more. Do you have the, the patience to do one more of these with me? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. Yes. So I just feel after like, after my terrible, absolutely just flaming, uh, it was crash of a Joe Pesci. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. You are going to be Ellie Sophia from quantum error. Uh, who is Ellie Sophia and what does quantum error? She is also an antagonist, um, the antagonist of the game. Um, and she actually will appear in subsequent games. So it's a, it's sort of a, a very end of the game thing. Um, but she, yeah, uh, it's again, like a tactical, um, you know, shoot em up mission based story. Um, and yeah, she's a, she's a villain. So, so. Bra, 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 bra. yeah okay cool yeah. and it's in space i believe okay. it's in it space. appears uh that i am john malkovich great oh god god okay. that's like my, it might as well say christopher walken or one of those almost impossible to do i know i know do you mind yeah. if i uh, do you mind if just for one moment before we get started because i i just blew the joe pesci so bad yeah can i just i'm just trying to remember what john malkovich sounds like i'm gonna uh will you give me a couple words to say and then i'll just say him back like yeah. how he talks um my poker game is unmatched <laughs> my poker game fuck i'm fucking this up my poker game is unmatched in the annals of uh, criminal history i'm i'm just just i'm no i i'm i hear it i hear it yeah i i this this package of quesadillas is an eight count but that's that's one less. That's one more than seven. <laughs> you know, I, I we're, just, gonna yeah. we're gonna yeah. we're gonna fucking roll with yeah. the best we got. You just gotta commit. Just, just commit. Thank God we're doing Mario Kart last lap of the race. Oh so. God, the one <sighs> game we play consistently because it never gets old. Okay, it's it's it is it. I, I would say evergreen. Evergreen game oh, can never 100%. ever. I mean, fun when it came out. Fun today will be fun tomorrow. It'll be fun in a thousand years. Yep. Um. Yep. All right. Last lap okay. of the race. Uh. I would love it if you would just kick this off. Okay. <clears throat> Malkovich, you got nothing against me. If you try to barricade me into the barricade again, I am going to blow up your car. Move. Move! I'm dropping a banana. I would, if you could just, um, I, it's it's me, Mario, um, and I have a banana peel that I think you should, um, if you watched out, I would drop a banana peel for you to slip on. Malkovich, you talk way too much and about absolutely nothing. I. I I can't I can't with this race anymore. Okay? So I'm going to now drop a spinning turtle in your path so that you finally get off my ass once and for all. I don't think the spinning turtles are going to be exactly what would See see I've already hit the booster. I've hit the booster and now I'm going very fast. I'm going fast. I'm very much I'm John Malkovich. I'm very fast. If there's one word I would describe you with, it is not fast, okay? Melkovich, you've left me no choice. I'm going to kill you, slowly and painfully, until you are nothing 
more than a husk of a man. In many ways, I am nothing more than a husk of a man, as it is already. And Jesus Christ, uh, fucking ends end scene. Damn it. It's like it got it got worse as it went along, but that's okay. No, no, it was it was good. It was well, good. No, well, I, first I, of all, you were fantastic. You no. were incredible. I was garbage. I was absolutely garbage. But that's the thing about this game is like uh what am I gonna do? Like spend like a week in like impressionist school? Yeah. No, <laughs> I, honestly, I find um some of like some of the like bad impressions to me are and i'm not saying that was you um but i'm saying uh it it, it honestly makes me laugh kind of as much as like a really spot on <laughs> impression like if it's as long as you commit to it it's it the very least it's going to be a good character that's like my philosophy with like improv because sometimes yeah you'll get suggestions and it's like okay I don't know. I'm Swedish. <laughs> like I can't. Oh, okay. Da, da, da. Like I can't, <laughs> but I'm going to just commit to something. And uh, yeah. So as long as you commit, I, I think that's, I, I felt like I needed to move the story forward better. Um, but again, this is a good exercise. It's like really multi-layered. You know, you got to think about three things. Actually, what, what I'm speaking, speaking of Swedish, uh, this is different than Swiss, but I mean, psh, is that different? But uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, we had done a, a, a joke, uh army recruitment ad on here for the swiss army and and at the time like i was just like i had to just kind of jump into it and i i was actually pretty like happy like honestly I, i've never met anyone from switzerland i don't think or like you know but i was just kind of like what do they talk like and i was just kind of like i was like hey what's up cool guys do you want to join the swiss army we have very cool knives they're very <laughs> like, you know, like it's like <laughs> we yeah. go on we go on camping trips with friends and we never fight in wars. And I was just kind of like, it is. <laughs> I was really stoked on that. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah. I was, I was not stoked on that John Malkovich. That was trash. No, hey. it really, honestly, that was one of your better ones. I thought. Well, like, really? Just, yeah. No, it had that. You, you, you took your time with it because you said like you speak too fast generally. Like I, you know, he for John forced you to really like you know. That's the thing it. with it because he, yeah, he's he's a very slow speaker, yeah. and he like uh. Liberate. I think he's like he also has like a thing where I, I that's the thing that Christopher Walken is another impression that I would never I, I would never want to try and do that one because it's like it's those it's but I think with the magic in there if you can really do it is getting those pauses because mm -hmm. they have like a they're like offbeat it's like playing music it's like jazz yeah it's like they do yeah. jazz with their voice yeah yeah no I um I yeah, it, yeah. I think there's I, like there's more to it than like me just being on the spot right here like freaking out trying to like do the job oh yeah yeah there's many factors at play you're like on you're on can't you're on you're on cam and, <laughs> yeah, and then and you're thinking about circumstances uh what to say you know improv oh, and you know actual like vocal quality it's it's really hard it's like walking and whatever this you know multi things you know what i'm saying I I yeah walking and chewing gum but that's easy so um hey let's talk let's talk some shop Let's uh yeah. let's talk yeah. some turkey. So okay. you you own your like you started you own your own voice acting business like 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 I, I guess there's a million ways to phrase this. How did that come about? What is the business like? What do you do? Um yeah, I mean, 
I, I'm a one woman show. So, um, yes. So it's, it's me, I am the business. <laughs> um, and again, it just sort of was born out of necessity. Um, well, necessity and, you know, love of the game. I like, I would not recommend going into voiceover unless you, you love it because like anything, you know, you're having to build something kind of from scratch. Um, I had an acting background, so that helped, but, once I kind of realized how awesome it was and it was like, okay, I can, I can work from home. Um, you know, I love doing this. I love the anonymity of it. I love just waking up every day and kind of having like a different, like who knows what the day will bring. Um, sometimes that's stressful, but, um, yeah, I just realized that it was, it could be a full time thing. And, um, you know, once I started building like a client base and, People started coming back to me for stuff. I was like, all right, I'm going to quit my survival job, which was professional balloon twisting. No joke. Um, oh, I... oh, my God. That's amazing. That's <laughs> yeah. not that's that's yeah. OK. First of all, yeah. I 100 percent. I, I I'm not like I'm not a person that's so silly that doesn't understand that owning your own incredibly fucking awesome like uh, VO <laughs> business is not like better than that. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah. I I so I've never lost my uh childlike sense of wonder and yeah. professional balloon twisters mm -hmm. i that like i yeah. i am in i'm in awe of the so i'm sorry i i didn't mean to cut <laughs> you off but <laughs> no 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 i know i i sometimes think like i want to like sometimes i'll pick up i'll pick up a balloon again and just see what i can still do it's been like a few years obviously like way before well yeah i think i quit quit i retired like six or six years ago six plus years ago um uh yeah and it it is like i honestly i think i enjoyed the responses from adults more than the kids quite honestly because they'd be like you know? and granted i was good but and there but there are some people who are like whoa like they build full sculptures and stuff. i don't i didn't do any of that stuff i yeah. you know um but uh i yeah i was pretty good and um you know it was fun but it was not what i wanted to do um because yeah it's you know you just have to deal with gaggles of people uh, yeah. and it's it's exhausting and you know it's a it's a service job and yeah that's every which everybody should do but um i was really over it you know having waitressed and done all that i was like i'm done i'm done <laughs> um so I'm glad to say that I did I moved to something that I I truly love. Um but yeah, that's uh that's really how it how the my business came to to be. It's like, you know, you kind of like turn around one day and you're like, "Oh, this is actually a a thing." Um, you know, cuz you're kind of in it for a while and you're just like head down, you know, nose to the grindstone, just go 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 like cranking out auditions and work and then and then it's like, "Oh, I actually have a client base and I you know, got all this equipment and oh, I, this is like a thing. <laughs> and then it it became a little bit more like streamlined and formal and organized. And uh, so here we are. And I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. I, can I say something, something a little bit controversial? It just goes back to you saying that, uh, yeah. that, uh, you know, balloon twisting is a service job. And I have a belief. And like I said, it's controversial. But I think people could hear me out on this. So uh, you, you know the country of Israel, how they have uh, mandatory uh, mm -hmm. military service. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter if uh, yeah. your dad's the you know the richest dude in the country. You still have to just do a year. I'm yep. sure it. I'm sure it does affect that. I'm sure they can get you a better like you know if you're the richest, if you're from a rich family, you probably get, you know 
there's yeah. always going to be some poor shit like that. But still, it's like you get the experience and everybody has that shared experience. Yeah. I believe if we want to create a utopia in America, there should be mandatory yeah. service jobs. I'm not the first person to say this. Yeah. And I've, you know, the first person I heard to say this to me was like, maybe like the first time I was a bus boy, uh, yeah. some bartender said that to me and I was like, you're fucking right. And yeah. to this day, I'm like, it should be like, no matter what, you got to do one yeah. year of mm -hmm. whatever it is, you know, some kind of service thing so that people can learn how to fucking act right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I 100% agree. It's yeah, we are, we've increasingly become this very inward, like self inward society and we've lost the sense of community and how to how to communicate clearly and um you know and we don't know how to behave in just life and it's like something like that would be such a unifying you know it's so simple too you know and and i feel like i would have wanted to do it i would have loved to have not like i i went to college i don't regret it you know but i like it was hard for me. And like when you just kind of go into whether you go to college after or or not, it's like just going through that experience of a year of even even playing, even playing field. I figure out what I like, what I'm good at, how, you know, all of that. And I have to I have to work with all, you know, these people, whether it's military service, community service, just service service. Um, I 100 percent agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Having to face a little bit of adversity. Oh yeah, but I, you know, I want to uh, shout out to, to the uh, to the younger listeners. Uh, the right now, like the service industry, like you can get an, you could quit your job today and get another one tomorrow because there is it, like the labor market has changed. And I'll tell you, so uh, in my younger years, there were times where like the way someone spoke to me, like I felt like one of my eyeballs was gonna pop out out of like just rage. But I was like, yeah. I gotta pay, pay my rent. Like I gotta pay my rent. This uh person that like not only do I not respect, but like I don't even consider like on mm -hmm. my level as like you know, yep. I call it like, like, a, like a, the most vile piece of shit is yeah. like is like yeah. trying trying to dress me down, and I'm putting up with it because I'm like got bills to pay, got yep. you know got to eat, got to live. Uh, but there have been times in my life where I was able to quit in very funny ways and very satisfying ways. And to the younger generation right now, with the way things are, you have even more opportunities. So whenever a customer is extremely rude to you, blow up on them. But don't <laughs> do anything violent. Don't touch them. Don't put your hands on them. They'll yeah. get you in trouble. Yeah. You, use your words. But <laughs> stand, up stand up for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I never would have imagined doing that. Um, but I do remember one time I was so I was so proud of myself. I had a uh, I it was when I worked in a restaurant back in Chicago and. I had these guys walk out on their check and our restaurant was just chronically understaffed all the time. And I was like, I was, I'm super type A, like I was on my shit all the time and it was like packed and you know, whatever football championship game was on. And I was like, and these guys walked out and it was like midnight or no, it was late. It was pretty late actually. Um, and I just remember like, I don't care what happened. And I ran out on the street and this was like Southside Chicago. So it was a little like, you know, you didn't want to necessarily be out on the street like by yourself. I was so mad though. I just ran after these guys and I was like, Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> and they were so stunned. They actually like, came back and paid their bill. Wow. Um, but yeah, I was like, yeah, I was, that was, it was not necessarily smart, but I was like, I was, I was rage. I was like, if I die tonight, 
I don't care because I need to, I need to be in the right. Like I can't, I can't. So anyway, that was <laughs> another tangent, but yeah, yeah. Just rage. I know. It's, Elizabeth. Uh, yeah. I've got something to say. We are getting dangerously close to the lightning round. Oh boy. <clears throat> Jeez. Uh, once again, this is a part of the thing that I did not write. This is written by co-producer Colleen. So I have no idea what I'm going to say to you. Okay. Lightning round is a part of the podcast where I ask you questions super fast. Okay. And you just have to answer them just like gut reaction. No cerebral. Okay. Just got it. Okay. <clears throat> Some are easier than others. Looks like you got a pretty easy one. Hot or not. <clears throat> okay. Hot or not. Oh, like weather? Oh, no. Like the thing. And you just say hot or not. So like if I was like Barbie, hot or not. And you're like, hot. Oh, oh, got it. Okay. I thought that was the question. <laughs> hot or not. Like what? What's the, what's the, okay. Got it. All right. Noted. These seem, I have opinions, but I want to hear yours. Okay. Cro <laughs> Crocs. Not. Yeah, not. <laughs> no, I, and I'm seeing them a lot. Uh, I understand maybe they're practical, but. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, tongue piercings. No, not. <laughs> not Chat, <laughs> Chat GPT. Not. Oh, I have thoughts about AI, as you can probably imagine oh, as a sector, but we're not going to go down yeah. that rabbit hole. Yeah, I think not. that the, I think they should start using AI. Uh, I think that all major drug traffickers should be turned into AI, and like most like mid level drug dealers should be turned into AI, and then I think the entire DEA should be turned into AI, and it should be a robot war. That's my opinion <laughs> on, on AI. Oh, that's <laughs> a new one. That's a new take. Uh, I've put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. Salmon colored pants or shorts. Oh man, that's a neutral because it depends on the person. Mm, 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 okay, all right, so that's a not. That's, that's a not. Generally, <laughs> I wouldn't buy them myself, so not. I guess I should I'm, really. I am not so protect. Elizabeth. Yeah. It is actually it's it's out of line for me to try to change <laughs> what you're gonna say. I'm so sorry. That was a, that was fucked up. So like so actually yeah. great. Now salmon colored pants is still up in the air because I clearly interfered in what you were doing. No, no, it's true. Cause I, you're right. Like bro bros, not that there's anything wrong with being a bro bro, but yeah, bro bros. When I think salmon pants or shorts, I think of bro bro. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's not for me. It's not yeah, for me. Yep, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. This is, okay. This is a little bit more. Um, it's not salmon color pants. I'll say that. Uh, bucket hats. Not. Not. Yeah. I just I, I live in LA, so it's like everybody's commandeered them, and it's like they've lost their charm, you know. Unless oh, you're, uh, are they back? Charm. Are they back in LA? Because they're not back here. Let's see. I'm thinking. Okay, because I'm thinking like, kind of. Wait, am I thinking too fedora y, or am I thinking like? Okay, I'm gonna think. Look up. Uh, think Cypress Hill. Yeah. Um, Let's I see. mean, I guess you could think about like the Kangol bucket hat by LL Cool J. Oh, kinda... no, I hate those. Okay. I just I hate them. Sorry, no. All right. No, I don't know if they're back. I, I've never liked them. I mean, I, I think of a 90-year-old man on a Florida beach wearing a bucket yeah. hat. That's I think, I think of, of. Uh, who's that creep? Uh, he's a director. He's very... Uh, Brett Ratner. Uh, he's a very... He's like, he's, Which one? He's like, oh, I've got, um, I'm, I've got uh, all kinds of weird illnesses and i'm i and i i married my adopted oh, daughter Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Woody Allen. yeah 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 uh, that was like the best impression i did all day yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's least expect it uh audiobooks oh hot hot 
as yeah. fire. I'm actually yeah. I'm super into audiobooks right now because um it's like I don't have like the time to read that I used to have. And yeah. so uh and what I'll do is like I'll put my kid in a stroller, put my dog on a leash, put on an audiobook, and I'm like, I'm reading. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, there are a lot of work. I've I've done I've done a few. Um and uh I respect it. It's not my favorite thing to do because it is so much work, but um I like really amazing narrators. I'm just like, yep, I'm <laughs> hats off to you. And um uh I actually just side note, I just read a little thing um Arnold Schwarzenegger was talking about narrating his audio the audiobook version of his memoir. And he's like, and I, I was dyslexic growing up and you know, nobody knew what that was at the time. And he's like, I've never been so challenged basically <laughs> than having to to narrate my own audiobook and just having to go through it. And uh, I thought that was interesting. But he's like, I, I'm like amazed by the the art form. So like, yep, yeah, it's hard. You know, I actually read that book uh, not all the way through. It's so it's fascinating for like several hundred pages. And then you get to the part where he starts getting political and I'm like, Ugh. oh yeah, 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 yeah no, that's down. yeah, that's where my because in the beginning he's like, you know, I grew up in the uh, a hut, and my mother had to like, she called it hamster theming, and she had to go around foraging for food for us. And then he's like, it's just crazy. He's like, if I wanted to go to the bathroom, I had to walk 17 miles to a, you know, <laughs> it's just crazy. And then he's like, and it's and then he's like, and then I moved to America, I become a millionaire instantly because I was so my muscles were so big, and and it's just yeah. like it's so cool. And then he's like. And then I met Ronald Reagan and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm done, I'm done with this yeah. book. But yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. <laughs> what, is, what is the longest audio book you've ever uh, voiced? Oh, um, it was part of a series. It was like something it was over 200,000 words. So it was like, uh, I want to say like 20 hours long. Um, so that took Damn. a while. Um, yeah, yeah. That's it was crazy. like a yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's a um, yeah, it's a series. Uh, I've worked with an author, the same author uh, on her series, um, uh, Princess of Dorsa, and it's like a you know kind of games Game of Thronesy fantastical thing. And uh, yeah, uh, th they were long books. All all three of them actually were super long. So it was uh, it was a lot of work, but you know she's she's great and we sell a lot of books together so nice <laughs> yeah, i'll take it yeah but yeah. speaking of uh i mean the work you do uh you know books whatever video games all that stuff uh where can people find you follow you uh find your business like all the all the cool stuff uh that you are willing to share for people to yeah. uh pursue yeah, um, I probably should be more active on social on on the socials. Um, I'm mostly just on Instagram because it's easy. Um, I think it's the best one. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I like the simplicity, um, and that's just at Liz Seda. Um, and uh, my YouTube channel is at Elizabeth Seda, um, and uh, my website is elizabethsedavo.com. And um, yeah, Facebook. No, I'm not. Well, I mean, I'm on it, but you know, who cares? Um, and then <laughs> also Twitter. I'm like, I mean, I'm at Liz Seda X, whatever it's called. I'm like, fuck you, Elon. Yeah. I'm so bummed about that. Cause I actually, uh, you know, I don't, sorry. I, yeah. the people that listen to this do not need to hear another rant from no, me. I'm sure Elon I, no, I, fucking Musk. I, sorry. 
<laughs> no, no. I, yeah, I get it. Um, but that's also Atlas Zeta. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's me in a nutshell. I'm around. Well, Liz, thank you so much for being on the podcast, and thank you for being so gracious to do uh, some improv with me when I'm clearly a amateur at best. Uh, to get to work with a professional like you, it was super fun and super cool. Oh no, no, my pleasure. I'm I I I love when I. I think everybody should do it. Like everybody should do improv. It's such a good icebreaker. It's just, you know, you're not, it's not always funny. It's not always great, but it's always fun. So (laughs) all three, those were, this was all three, but um, yeah, no, I, I I loved it. Thank you for having me. Really 